This is Fantasy Reboot Podcast, where me and my friends attempt to recast some of the world's favourite films. Here's how it works. We'll choose various characters and all suggest actors to play those parts. We'll then discuss, argue and possibly murder each other until a decision is made. At the end of each recording, we'll open it up to you via our Twitter account, at Fantasy Reboot. You can email us, fantasyreboot at gmail.com. If you're not already liking and subscribing, please do. Give us a five-star rating. We love that. On with the show. Hello everybody, welcome to week six of Fantasy Reboot Podcast with me, Simon, with Laura. Hello. Leo. Hello. Roger. Hello. He's happy now, but he'll be bitter once the results start coming in. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, well, today, we have got one of the biggest films of the 80s. Oh, I can't wait to do this one. Huge banger of a film in the 80s. But first, we are going to do the results from last week. Last week was Greece. We had our vote in the studio. And then we put it out to you on Twitter and everyone gets to vote on there. Okay. Here we go. First character. Principal McGee, uh, originally played by Eve Arden, who was 70 when she played this character. Okay. In here, it was my choice of Christine Baranski. Very good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She was the sassy best friend with Meryl Streep. in Mamma Mia. Yeah. She's great and she does fit really well. And when we pick the pictures for the public vote as well, I mean, she looked so much like the part in the public. Well, yeah. how do we get on? Well, the public agreed with a big 65%. Ooh, that. Is, that the, is that a record? It's big. It's think, a landslide. I think it could be. Yeah. So, um, Kate Blanchett and Catherine Hahn, both 15%, and Uma Thurman on 5%, Leo. Good. Not for you. <laughs> <laughs> Coach Calhoun, who was originally played by Sid Caesar. Again, Great suggestions in here. And a broad range of suggestions in here, I thought. Bob Odenkirk, Chris Rock, Larry David and Adam Sandler. Okay. We actually went with Leo's suggestion of Bob Odenkirk. I'm yeah, I'm still happy with that. Stand by yeah. that. Yeah. The public put him in third place, Leo. Oh, mate. Ooh. And they put Adam Sandler at second place. So you were going to say one. No. Their winner was... Your suggestion, Simon, of the very funny Larry David. And he's out the starting blocks again. The Carl Lewis <laughs> of the, of the podcast. Lewis. One for the kids. 55%, so, so quite high. Larry David. I, I mean, Larry David looks the part, though, doesn't he? I thought with the pictures and Calhoun. I'm, so, I'm happy with Larry winning. Yeah. Any of them, really. I love it. I yeah. love all four we had. Yeah, perfectly happy that it's me. <laughs> well done. Next up, we've got the part of Rizzo, originally played by the brilliant Stockard Channing. We were split in here. We, yeah. we had Anna Kendrick, Dua Lipa, Abigail Breslin and Lady Gaga. And then we, I think we went to a split with, was it Anna Kendrick and Lady Gaga? Yeah, and then after we voted, Leo sat here and said Rihanna, which oh, would have got he almost my vote Rihanna. straight away. Yeah. Yeah. Rihanna would have been so much better. Yeah. I hope you're bringing that into this week's game, Leo. I hope you, you know... I don't know if it was a heart head decision that, you know. Okay, so I've not we... had that too many times. The regret. I've I've been pretty happy. So who did we choose? So we went with Lady Gaga with the help of the Oracle. The Oracle, yeah. heated in here. Yeah, and uh, I don't think you were happy with that, were you, Leo? No, I wasn't. Happy. No, Roger and Leo were both very much against it. The public agreed with Lady Gaga with a 65%, guys. It's just because she's been in a film. You just don't know this game. <laughs> yeah, Anna Kendrick, I don't think she's been in any films, Roger. No, it's just because Lady Gaga's been in one film. Yeah. One film. Um, Anna Kendrick was second, Leo. Uh, Simon, you got 5% for Abigail Breslin. 
and Roger. Do a leaper. Don't say a zero. Zero. Oh. Got to what say, does man. The public know. When you said do a leaper, I'm like, like yeah. what's he doing? I thought it in here, and I didn't say it. I thought not she's bad. She's per- she's really good for that role. Well. He's got all the posters and everything. He loves her. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so carry on. Okay, then uh, we went on to our leading lady, Sandy, uh, originally played by Olivia Newton-John, of course. Mm. Big rouse in the studio about this one. Yeah. It was a ve- by the way, I hope you're still tuning in this week because after last week, I wonder if we got anybody listening because we did get at it. I'd clocked you know? out so much by this point, I can't remember who I even picked. <laughs> Give him the names. Okay, we had Leo said Rebel <laughs> Wilson. Uh, Roger, you said Hayley Steinfeld. Simon, you said Margot Robbie, and I said Amanda Seyfried. Good broad range. Yeah, she she was deserved. Okay, yeah, yeah. Who won? Amanda Seyfried. So we, we yep, all kind of, play. I think we all pretty much agreed. And the fact that she could sing helped, whereas a couple of the others couldn't sing. Although, when you say they can't sing, Only do we one. know they can't Only sing? Can sing? Well, I think I remember you Googling this quite hard. and That was Abigail Breslin. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. The public clearly didn't think about can they sing because... Oh, they know that whoever's won can sing. <laughs> oh, man. They went with Simon's choice of Margot Robbie with 48%. Not, well, it's not the biggest, but it's all right. It's still a win. In a four-way split, 48% is decent. And you know what? Take that. When I saw the picture, I went, she's going to win from this because she's the one that looks most like Olivia Newton-John from the four pictures. And an Aussie. And she's Aussie, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but she can't sing. Well, she's not the singer. I'd love it if she's if one day she's on the Ellen Show or something and she tries to sing and she's horrendous. Yeah, I'll get I'll get in contact with every single one of those people that voted and I'll tell them that they're wrong. When I dream at night, I dream of some producer hearing this and thinking, Margot Robbie in Greece, that works. (laughs) And then it coming out and me buying you tickets and popcorn to watch it. So that's another one for me. Go on then. When I dream at night, I've got hair. Never going to (laughs) happen. Just like Margot Robbie. There's something about the grease. It seems to get us all a bit uh, heated, doesn't it? And we've all agreed we'll never watch it again, by the way. (laughs) We're sick of watching it. Last up, we've obviously got Danny, originally played by John Travolta. Mm. In here, we had a not particularly popular uh, Double Trouble, which was Leo and myself. We went with Himesh Patel. From yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) And the truck, I mean, because Laura has started policing the photographs now right right we do it together yeah <laughs> after a morning about it and the time we spent trying to find a picture of himish patel looking anywhere near but he doesn't remember the rule that this is your rule they don't have to look no like- no, no i'm not saying we're trying to find a picture of him looking like john travolta but it's hard to find a picture of him with clean shaven. His yeah, last picture yeah. when he was clean shaven, he was at school, I think. So <laughs> you're not going to put that picture on because no one will know who he is. But to know who he is, you've got to see him with the beard because he's famous for yesterday. And we couldn't find yeah. one with him smiling, which... Very difficult to find him really? smiling. And actually, nice yeah, fella. he comes across as a really nice guy. So, yeah. in the, Himesh, you need to get some uh, smiley yeah. pictures on the internet. Get uploading. <laughs> yeah. Um the public agreed with you guys, Simon and Rog. They 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 didn't like Himesh, what and they put him get? last place at fourteen percent. Why's he got that? It's eighty six percent up for grabs here. Mm. Yeah. So the, between the two of us, so yeah. did yeah. Roger say? Darren I Chris said, from Glee, Glee alumni, good He's looking good. guy, good looking fellow. And you said Ezra, Ezra Miller. Yeah. So I'll be choked if I don't. Another one who can't sing. Yes. Says who? Yes, Says. Simon, you you had a pattern there, didn't you? Oh yeah. 
You're putting a lot of people down, you guys. So in second place with... That the Kinemesh Patel <laughs> Oh, Rog, I love Himesh. I think he's got I a lovely well. voice. He did a charity single. Well. Go on. Second place with... 41% is... Jesus, close. Drum roll. Darren Chris, Rog. Really? Yeah, he's second place again. That knows note. Percent of the winner. And the winner with 45% oh. was Simon's choice of Ezra Miller. Thank you. I'll have that. I'd love to know how many second places I get. <laughs> well, we're not doing another whiteboard for you. So second place overall was me with two votes, oh. but with three votes winning the public vote again was you, Simon. You are now with the public vote in the lead with 17 votes. That's pretty high. I don't mind that at all. That sounds good. Are you, is anybody else in double figures yet? I am for in here. I'm on 14 points for in <laughs> here. So, public. So. I've only got four from the public votes, I think. <laughs> yeah, you didn't uh, change. I've had two zeros. I've had three. No, I don't know. We're going to have to do as many series as Seinfeld did for you to get into double figures. <laughs> Here's what the public had to say on Greece. You have eight new messages. My pick for Coach Calhoun is Vince Vaughn. Absolutely loved him in Dodgeball. Think it would be really good to see him in like the school PE kit again. For Principal McGee, Bet Midler. She's got a really serious face, but she's got wicked sarcasm, which I think would work really well with the students. Hi, Fantasy Reboot. Claire here. For the roles in Greece, I would, for Danny, have Harry Styles. And for Sandy, I would suggest Margot Robbie. So, for Coach Calhoun, I'm thinking Eugene Levy, comedy genius. kind of missed him in the American Pie franchise, but I'm a huge fan of Schitt's Creek. So, Eugene Levy, he's my pick for Coach Calhoun. And for Rizzo, Maisie Williams of Arya Stark fame in Game of Thrones. But then, as I was thinking about it, I was thinking maybe her sister, Sansa Stark, Sophie Turner. Either of them, I think, would do really well. All right, so Coach Calhoun. Anthony Hopkins. Why? It looks a bit like him. <laughs> and uh, Danny? Um, Danny DeVito. Is that because of the name? That's a good starting point, yeah. <laughs> For the role of Sandy in Greece, I'm putting myself forward. I played Sandy in a all-boys scout production, a gang show as it was known, and I know all the words to Summer Loving, and I'm sure I could learn all the other words. So, yeah, Robert Deuce for Sandy in Greece. What I'm tempted to do is just say let a 66-year-old bald Travolta just do his role again, but keep a really young Sandy, and then see how some of the dialogue turns out. But I won't. I'm going to do this quickfire this week. Rizzo, Zendaya, Sandy, Samantha Barks, Danny, Donald Glover, a.k.a. Childish Gambino. I would cast for the role of Sandy, Bryce Dallas Howard. Now, I know what you're thinking, but that sticks with the concept. When Olivia Newton-John was cast for the role of Sandy, she was obviously older than the role she was to play. Also, her audition was complete for me uh, in Black Mirror. She played the perfect American girl next door, and she would be perfect as Sandy. Hey guys, so for the role of Sandy in Grease the Remake, I'm replacing the wonderful Olivia Newton-John with the very talented Lily James, who has already starred in a musical hit in Mamma Mia 2. And for the leading man who could replace John Travolta as Danny Zuko, the high school heartthrob Zac Efron. End of messages. 
Well, thank you to everybody who sent us messages again. We love getting your yeah. messages. And Vince Vaughn for coach, which I think is yeah. a brilliant suggestion. I actually think that's better than any of our choices. It's good. He was on my list. He was I on my, he was he was my second choice. And I've got to say, I think Bette Midler is Principal McGee because she's done singing, she's done comedy. She yeah. can. Bette Midler can do everything. She's done stand-up. Uh, very putting, funny you're woman. You're putting her over Christine Borenski? I think I am. Oh, no. And no. she's got the mad red curly hair, Bette Midler, which is what Principal Ooh. McGee had. So, so is Christine Borenski. All right. Well. There was one in there that struck on something uh, about Travolta revisiting Greece. I'd like to see Travolta, bald, 60, revisit all his old roles. Saturday Night <laughs> yeah. Fever. Be brilliant. Uh. Um, Harry Styles as Danny. <laughs> there was a couple of them, yeah. Oh, I, think, I think... Um, I thought Zac Efron would be the obvious choice. Yeah, and Eugene Levy from uh, American Pie, of course, and Shit's Creek so as good. the coach. I think he really so works. Good. Yeah, and uh, we had a guy in there, Rob Juice, who was went to an all boys school, and he was chosen in an all. I mean, how's that for your confidence if you're in an all boys school and they choose you to be Sandy, <laughs> the heart, the you know, the love interest. <laughs> when it comes on in the bar, he must sing along to the ladies' part. I I've looked was- him up. I've got a picture of him off from his Facebook page, Rob Juice, who left that message. I'm showing that picture round to everybody now. <laughs> Would you think he looked better as sweet Sandy or sexy black leather Sandy? Oh, sexy black leather. Yeah. Oh, no. That's made me feel a bit sick. <laughs> I think oh. this is an offshoot of this podcast. This could be a bonus podcast. Could Rob Juice do it? Could, could Rob Juice do it, yeah. Oh, uh, dear. I'd like to see Rob. I mean, I really fancied Sandy in the sweet outfit. Yeah. You know, girl next door outfit. And I think I still got in that in my system a little bit. But if I saw Rob Juice from this photograph we've just found on Facebook, I think that would exercise that demon. You put that to bed, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Thanks, everybody, for your messages. Great, as usual. If you want to get in touch about today's film, you can send your messages to fantasyreboot at gmail.com. Try to make them no more than 20 seconds. And here we are with today's film. Top Gun is a quintessential 80s movie. It's got the lot. Hunks, babes, jet fighters, greasy topless volleyball, love, death, daddy issues, and absolutely killer soundtrack. Although it wasn't his first, it's the film that really put Tiny Tom Cruise on the map. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you to Betsy Pearl, our voiceover girl there. She actually thinks he's called that. He's called Tiny Tom Cruise on Family Guy. <laughs> yeah. And they draw him as like an infant. He's the same size as Stewie on Family Guy. <laughs> so me and Betsy Pearl watch, a, and this is bad parenting, don't write in. <laughs> we watch a heck of a lot of Family Guy. And so she calls him Tiny Tom Cruise. And if he's in something. So when we watched Top Gun yesterday, she's going, is that Tiny Tom Cruise? <laughs> <laughs> and in this... He is tiny. Yes. I mean, he's managed to, with the Mission Impossibles, I don't know if it's because he tends to do a lot of the filming on his own. He's the one running on the top of the buildings or hanging off an aeroplane. There's nobody else there. Mm. He might. He's just got a smaller plane that makes him look bigger <laughs> or a tiny toy train. But all the actors he's with are tall actors as well. I yeah, noticed. yeah. I mean, how do you be on screen alongside Henry Cavill and, you know... Oh, he's a hunk. It's easy. Oh. It's easy because Henry Cavill's doing nothing and you're just acting. <laughs> it's dead easy, trust me. <laughs> I have to say, this week's been so hard because all week I've been trying to sum up how important Top Gun was for me. And I think what it is, is up until that point, my only memory of films is animated films, Disney films, kids films, you know, Gremlins, yeah. Star Wars, fantasy sort of stuff. 
I remember watching Top Gun and thinking, this is like, it's not an adult film, but it's a grown-up film, yeah. right? And I think, I'm tr- I've been trying to cast my mind back, I think I thought it was real. Yeah. In as much as the way it's shot, the way they act, it's not a performance, it's a, it's yeah. a world. They've created something which it, I'd never seen a film like this when I watched this first. So I saw this film in the cinema. Wow. Came wow. out of the cinema. I didn't, I saw it in VHS. It was the first soundtrack album I ever bought. Yeah. I came out and bought it. Fault of My soundtrack has never been released, but there's two of the songs from the, the Top Gun okay. anthems on there. There's a couple that he did, but the actual score has never been released, which is really? a travesty because there's some great songs in it. Yeah. Same thing. This film at the time mm-hmm. was such a massive film. From a girl's point of view, Laura. Well, she's a puddle just waiting to talk. No, I Tom Cruise was my hunk growing up. He was the one that I had posters of. Really? Same height. You're yeah. exactly the same height as him. Yeah. Uh, wonky yeah. teeth come Tom Cruise like Maverick. Middle tooth. Got, oh. Middle tooth in the middle. He looks like a chipmunk in this film, by the it's way. It's so odd. Top, I'd no, about Top Gun that. Tom Cruise was really? the peak of me fancying him. And as a film, it's funny, um, like I think a lot of people it, i read i actually read a fact about that they put the volleyball scene in so that people that it attracted the ladies to watch the film because right. so they could have, see their bare chest and men but it's funny that that interestingly is, goose kept his shirt on yeah anyway. i saw that but that's not actually what attracts me to this film i'm not quite sure what does apart from tom cruise but it is one of, it is in my top 10 now leo when i told him this could not believe that this film was in my top 10 so the three of us yeah we have all said that this was one of the biggest and most important films of the 80s. Signed up, Top Gun enthusiasts. So Leo sits down with us last night to watch it. Leo, your thoughts on Top Gun? I think it's a really weak film. Uh, <sighs> there is so many better action films, especially just from the 80s. Die Hard is an infinitely better action film, 80s action film. The only good bit is when they're showing clips of jets which um, <laughs> where the actors aren't in it. Yeah, we, so I can look look up clips of jets online, and I'd probably get the same experience. But I I I didn't care about anything outside the film. Are you a Tom Cruise fan? I like Tom Cruise. What did you think of him in it? It's just a cheese ball. Everything. No, no. The <laughs> thing is, every other film we've done I so agree. far, every other film we've done so far holds up, and it's not cheesy. This this film, there's there's nothing great about it so I've, I don't know when was the last time you watched Top Gun Laura but we watched it last night and it's got to be the first time I've seen it the whole way through for maybe a decade possibly two and it really is it's not dated well No, and hasn't. I know they're doing Top Gun Maverick which I'm really looking forward to because it's yes, going to be action packed yeah. and everything yeah, I'm looking forward to it but it doesn't hold up well and I remember being a kid and I loved Val Kilmer in this film I thought Val Kilmer was the good-looking one. He's chiselled. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, he's yeah. so hot. His hair's great. It's funny. Shiny yeah, on I, I the volleyball. No, no, no. I think, is. Well, I think Tom Cruise looks like a little gerbil in this film. I think when I look at it now, yeah. but from when I watched it as a teenager... Because Tom Cruise to you then was attainable. You could pull a bad-teethed, fat-faced oh, kid like that. No. <laughs> but Val Kilmer, you couldn't. No, no. He was I, the best. I think because he, because he was being horrible to Tom Cruise, so yeah. I was just like, nope. I want to say this because in this room... I am the Val Kilmer. I am the Iceman because his problem is Tom Cruise because Tom Cruise doesn't play by the rules. And as you know, 
I am an absolute stickler. I'm the Aww. fat Val Kilmer. Well, Val Kilmer's fat. I am Val Kilmer. <laughs> Just on what you were saying there, Leo, is uh, one thing you said was, I can go online and look at, I can find shots of planes flying. Mm. Previous to this, I don't think action scenes had ever come close to what we saw. Oh, no, I understand. Yeah. And Why? we couldn't go on the yeah. internet and look at planes. Yeah. And it, even Star Wars was was all models. And you were conscious of that because you'd heard yeah. that that's how they created those scenes. You know, we were like flying with F-15 fighter pilots. It was like so I went cool. out and bought the Airfix model. Yeah. I yeah, bought yeah, the I F-15 yeah. Tomcat. I made the uh, plane after this as well. But to that point of it not standing up to date, they, this is a fantasy reboot podcast. They would not write that film the way it was written then, today. There's so much chauvinism in it. and it's I was going to make toxic. this point as a character, because I said that to you. There was a scene in it last night that I didn't I don't I didn't agree think with was... you on that, though. They were going to um, have Charlie as either a fangirl of the pilots or a gymnast. And then it wasn't until they actually talked with the real Top Gun and based it on a real person. And she was this really tall, leggy blonde, but really high up. And for that time to make her into this dominant female back then... It was uh, a rare character. Yeah. yeah. But but as a plot point, I just... When I watched it recently, I couldn't help thinking if she worked in that industry and she was that to those guys, she was that the trainer. He'd have got sacked. She, yes, no, but, but she, was she wouldn't have drunk them. in the same bar. Oh, and, but, yeah, she wouldn't have drunk in the same bar. No, and that, that's she'd have known that's where the the frat boys go, and she would have thought that's not for me that bar. I I didn't wear it, and I I tell you what I thought watching the film. We were joking about this. Me and Leo was watching it. The love affair in that film is Tom Cruise and Val Kilmer. Yes. And there's so many scenes where they're nose to nose and I'm thinking, kiss him already. Kiss. kiss. Genuinely, because yeah, it's, yeah, it's true. It, the homoerotic tension between the two of them. There's more spark there than there is. Oh, because she was, I don't think she was rightly cast. I genuinely don't think Tom Cruise would have gone for her. I just think she, she just. He'd have gone for Val Kilmer. To me. Definitely. This, this film is like a parody of 80s movies, but it isn't. It, it's just. And but it, it's an and 80s it, movie. It, That's the thing is, you've seen... You've, you've sorry, seen the parodies. You've it grown spawned, up with the parodies. It, it spawned the parodies. This started the parodies. Like yeah, yeah. playing the song, the same song like five times. We were laughing about that last night. <laughs> yeah. Every time he snogs her, take my breath away, comes out. Totally. And every time he goes to work... Totally. But that was probably a budget thing. I'll tell you what. They've wasted all the money on planes. But even that, the soundtrack is so good. Hey, I've got a fact about the soundtrack. All right, well, let's do some Top Gun facts. Okay. I'll kick off with the soundtrack one then. Um, we all know it is basically Kenny Loggins, mm. um, but Toto and Ario Speedwagon were offered it before him and they turned it down and he took it. Giorgio Moroder wrote a lot of the soundtrack as well. He's known, of course, for uh, Electric Dreams with yep. uh, Faloki. He did a lot of the soundtrack, but Tom Whitlock wrote all the lyrics, the majority of the lyrics on all the songs. He was Giorgio Moroder's mechanic. Wow! How mad is that? Wow! <laughs> so he's not even a—he's not even in the industry. <laughs> just fixes Marauder's sports car. The love scene was not filmed until after the filming had wrapped up, and Kelly McGillis had already taken on another role. So she'd cut her hair, and she uh, died. <gasps> she lost a load of weight, and she dyed her hair. Yeah, you know when is that why it's a silhouette? Yeah, that's why the right. film is a silhouette. And then there's the lift scene. You know where she's wearing the baseball cap? Yeah, that was also filmed after. That's so why. So she's hiding the hair. Yes. Ironically, as a kid, that's when I 
thought Kelly McGillis looked the best with the cap on. I think she thought she looked really cute in that <laughs> lip scene. The actual uh, Top Gun school imposes a $5 fine for anyone who mentions the film. <laughs> That's it's great. It's like a swear jar. Because yeah. I, I imagine when you're in there, it's totally. hard not to say any of the not lines. To go, I feel the need. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Um, Tiny Tom Cruise had never ridden a motorbike before Top Gun. Which or flown is, a plane. It's an amazing... Well, yeah, definitely never flown. He, and they all threw up. Anthony yeah, Edwards yeah. is yeah. the only one who didn't throw up in the test flights. Yeah. Everybody else threw up in there. Yeah. And that's what made Tom Cruise sign on. I think it was Don Simpson who got him to have a go in one of the jet planes. And at that point, he was undecided whether to do the film. Chucked up loads in the plane, got out, and apparently ran to a payphone and went, I'm in. I want the part. Let's do it. He's a thrill seeker, isn't he, uh, yeah. Tom Cruise? He absolutely is. And in the bar scene, which at the end of the film, where he's had his redemption and all of this, and there's the jukebox scene. Is it, you've lost that loving feeling that they put on yeah. the jukebox at the end? I only found out this fact as we were watching it. They put Kelly McGillis in a trench so that when they kiss each other, they're the same height. And throughout the rest of the film, he had to wear three-inch stacks in his in yeah. inside his shoes because <laughs> he's he's three inches shorter than her and they wanted them to be out. Yeah. Tiny Tom Cruise. Tiny, Tiny Tom, Tom Cruise. <laughs> Val Kilmer didn't actually want to be in the film. He was just forced into it because of his contract. Tom Cruise apparently stayed away from the rest of the cast throughout the film because he wanted there to be that tension. Oh, right. And you know that bit where Val Kilmer goes, oh, shit, like yeah. that? Ad-libbed. That was ad-libbed. Oh, brilliant. The US Navy received a 500% increase in the applications to their aviation programme after the movie. They even set up recruitment booths booths outside theatres where the film was playing. But you think about that. Films you love. If they had a booth out there, if the Mafia had a booth outside Goodfellas, (laughs) you'd be coming out, yeah, it's ideal. And and weren't they playing Danger Zone in the background, I think? Most definitely. It's it's definitely an army propaganda film. Yeah, yeah. I don't, that's why I don't like it. Well, actually, loads of people turned it down. Women, men, loads of people turned rules, roles down because they thought it glorified yeah. war. Yeah, and the Pentagon actually had script approval and changed two of the scenes because it reflected badly on their treatment of um, these fighter pilots, including the goose scene. Well, I can't remember. They rewrote that. I mean, I was trying to really concentrate watching it last night. I couldn't figure out who they were fighting. Like That's sometimes the they're thing. against each other. It opens in the Indian Ocean. Then they kind of wonder who they're fighting. Yeah, there. then then they're with each other. Then and it's yeah. Migs. It's Migs. They yeah. never mentioned the Russians. They never mentioned the Chinese. I, I yeah. couldn't figure out who they were fighting. Casting yeah. my mind back, I didn't have a clue what was going no. on. I just loved it. Yeah, that's one of the reasons I didn't like it. It's too pro-American. So are you saying then, official word, you didn't like Top Gun, Leo? <laughs> yes. <laughs> the millennial didn't like Top Gun. Because even now, I mean, I watched it last night and I thought the same thing. I thought. Very chauvinistic and very cheesy. The script is awful. Yeah. But I thought, hey, it's top one. Still loved it. My, yeah. my favourite scene is the scene with Meg Ryan. So where they're in the bar yeah. and Goose is just tinkling on the piano. Yeah. There's something about that scene that I fell in love with. And it, I think it, I think you said, Roger, that Goose is one of your favourite characters yeah, in it. by far. And uh, I think no, no, favourite characters of all time. For me, you, you said that, that you think the relationship is about 
um, Iceman and Maverick. But for me, it's about I think I fell in love with the relationship between Maverick and Goose. Yeah. And I, I and and it still got me yesterday when I watched it. Oh, Goose I, yeah, it got me teary actually. And I think Meg Ryan and she was quite a new actress mm. then, and she was brilliant. Apparently, they She's didn't good. want to, they didn't want her particularly. Really? Yeah, but then she did um. A, She's screen test. Yeah, screen test, and they're so good. And their chemistry was so good between her and Goose and actually they fell in love off screen <gasps> and the scene you're talking about yeah. with the piano apparently wasn't going to be in it wasn't scripted really Tony Scott had heard Jerry Lee Lewis that morning right. goodness gracious great balls of fire he'd heard it on the radio that morning walks in and went I got an idea so Anthony Edwards didn't know he was going to have to mime piano till that day I love brilliant. that yeah brilliant That's he threw mad. that in so yeah I think well that was a barrel full of facts there lovely yeah. stuff and yeah it's a weird Film to look back on. We did Grease last week. It's available if you've not heard it. But again, it's funny how you look at it through different eyes as an adult compared to when you were younger. And it's funny how Leo looks at it 20 years, 20, 30 years I'm younger than us. totally not surprised Leo's not impressed by it. I am. Looking at it with fresh eyes. Can nah. you tell me what you like about the film? Because I honestly don't understand it. It's an emotional thing that I, like I just said, that I fell in love with the relationship between Maverick and Goose and when no spoilers but when he dies yeah I think um, I think the cut off for spoilers yeah I think, well I think 35 years is <laughs> pretty good yeah but I don't know it's to come at it having seen all those spoof action movies and spoof 80s movies and then watch the one that inspired all those mm. I can totally see why you don't get it and I mean, even how much they're sweating in the foot. Oh the man, that's the best. I said that to Lloyd. It's like airplane. Wait, when Lloyd Bridges in airplane is going, I picked the wrong yeah, day to give up sniffing just... glue. It's just all sweat <laughs> coming off him. Yeah. Okay, we better crack on because we, we've done about three hours on facts. Uh, so, should we get to the characters? Yeah. Okay, can we try and stay friends this week? Well, who knows what's going to happen as we get. People back don't to... like you because you're dangerous. <laughs> yeah. And don't ask me if any of them can sing. <laughs> Viper is an instructor at Top Gun. He also flew with Maverick's late father. He has a killer tash. A lot of that in this film. Killer tash. There is a lot of killer tashes, and that's what it should have been called, killer tashes and planes. So Viper, played by Tom Skerritt, who, in this film, he kind of looks like a skinny old man. To me, as a kid, he was... Ten times as scary as a headmaster. Yeah. He like was that guy. Stallion horse. Like, yeah. Stay away from Played him. Played in a lot of films yeah. this part yeah. as well. Good at playing like the cop. Yeah. You know, the, the senior cop and things like that. Tom Skerritt. So we're going to go around the room and say who we think should play Viper. Leo. J.K. Simmons. Roger. Guy Pierce. I'll go for Josh Brolin. I'm going to go Denzel Washington. Guys, guys, can we just all clap our hands and pretend we're high fiving? Guys, great, great uh, high fives all around. Good stuff. Good work. This was the hardest one for me. Well, he's almost like a father figure to Tom Cruise in the original film, Tom Skerritton. He is like, he's his boss. He's his. Sorry, can you refer to him as Viper, please? Viper. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you. Call signs only. I did think, by the way. Who gives them the call signs? Is it like clown makeup as well? Oh, yeah, no, 100% is. Because. Maverick is a bad name to get when you think about what Maverick means. Yeah, you, because you need it to be as in he's a Maverick rather than the actual male. Is it a male duck? A Maverick? That's a mallard. 
all these years. All these oh years. Oh my goodness. No, he's, well, what's the bird he's got on the side of his? Is that is a, is a maverick a type of bird as it well? Might, I don't know. I thought a maverick was a bird. Okay, maybe it is. But all oh, but all these years, I've thought maverick was my lad. Fantasy reboot fact check. In the animal kingdom, a maverick is a farm animal, usually cattle, that is not branded. The term derives from Samuel Maverick, a rancher in the Old West, notorious for not branding his cattle. A maverick is definitely not a mallard. End of fact check. But maverick is means beginner. Fantasy reboot fact check. A maverick could be a beginner, but more specifically maverick refers to an unorthodox or independent-minded person. To reiterate, a maverick is definitely not a bird. End of fact check. And then you've got Goose. Well, what a rubbish name that is. Yeah, Iceman gets the coolest name in the world. Yeah. That's a really cool name. Jester and Viper. And Jester and Viper are good. There's even the guy that replaces Goose. Sundown. Merlin. Merlin. Oh, Maverick. It's ridiculous. Right, guys. Viper. We've got the board up there. J.K. Simmons from Leo. Guy Pierce from Rog. Uh, Josh Brolin from me. And Denzel Washington from Laura. And... I love every single one of these actors. Yep. Yep. They're all good at playing authoritative power guys. Yep. They've all done that role. Totally. Totally. So there's nobody on there who's not done it. I think there's a softness to Viper every when he talks about his dad, when he talks about uh, yeah, Maverick's I dad. Your father, yeah. But he's also a badass. He's also a Top Gun pilot himself. He's a stud. Yep. He's a stud. Yeah, I think he's got to have some sort of like, Look to him about about mm. him as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. Well, if you're looking at looks there, J.K. Simmons is probably the, the least attractive out of all of them. But he's got the look. I mean, he, he he is army sergeant. He's got the army sergeant look, but the rest of them, I would say, are Hollywood good looking and closer to you know Viper. Yeah. in that sense, and maybe it's just the full head of hair that's throwing me there. But they are all terrifying. Like I would not yeah, be yeah, shouted yeah. at by any of mm. them. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, Denzel Washington especially. Yeah, Denzel Washington in Training Day. Yeah, in Training Day. He's playing... Well, actually, no, because he's... No, he's not quite Viper. He's not quite Viper. But he's got that... When Denzel Washington turns... Oh, yeah, yeah. So he can be really sweet Mm. and he can turn. Totally. Um, Guy Pearce, for me, has just jumped into that age bracket now. He's starting Mm. to get the sort of weathered face. He's a total stud. He's in his 50s now. Um, You can see him as a former ace fighter yes. pilot who yeah. is now giving back to the young guys I think you can believe him in that role they all look like they've been in the army There's, yeah they do yeah I could yeah. see um, J.K. Simmons playing the other guy in it yes um, Jester um, J- Jester yeah yeah because he's a great actor could see him in it yeah. and I think J.K. Simmons was it Palm Springs you like him by the end of that film. Like, he's just a family man do you remember it? yeah and there is that element to Viper the, yeah, the one quite with right. the Groundhog Day film quite right Normally, when we go around the room here, there's a name that jumps out at me to win and there's a name that jumps out at me to not be on the board. And hand on heart, I can't tell you one that shouldn't be on there. As much as I love Josh Brolin, compared to the other three, Josh Brolin had a career in the era that Top Gun was made. And that's what's throwing me off. But and Josh, it's only that. It's only that. Raj, and he, I have he, just Josh said, Brolin looks younger than J.K. You know Simmons. No, it's not, it's not the... I'm not saying the age. I'm not saying the age. It's just... 
it's in my head because he was a child star through the eighties and and still I think that's such why, a good actor. I think that's why he fits better than the other three because you could see him in Top Gun. You could, you know what I mean. You could see him in the original film, and of course, the new film is going to be it, yeah, Maverick yeah. is now working at Top Gun. Well, it's Gun. funny because yeah. I I thought Tom Cruise could actually play Viper. Yeah, 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 yeah. he could. Yeah, yeah. now <laughs> so he's not tall enough. Josh Brolin though, he's got a kind of cowboy look to him and that's why leo said he no country for old men he's when you look at josh brolin he's got a great look to him he's fierce he does the facial hair if we're talking mustaches but he's really weathered and tom skerritt is weathered denzel washington's not weathered he's a tough guy but he's not weathered guy, he guy not pierce weathered? is less weathered denzel he's Washington, starting to get denzel weathered washington is probably the oldest one on there he's not age but jk it, simmons denzel is not Washington, weathered. denzel washington looks good Oh, it does look good, but then I think... And so does Guy uh, Pearce. But I think so does Viper. But Josh Brolin's a sexy man, but he's weathered. And Tom Skerritt is a sexy man, but weathered. I, I have to say, Denzel Washington looks weathered in um, The Equaliser. In Equaliser, particularly in Equaliser 2, where he's played a bit older. And Denzel why, Washington... Why did you think Denzel... Yeah, go on. Oh, well, again, I had so many people up for this one. And when I watched it, I don't know why, but Denzel Washington just, you know, like, it was shouting at me. And then I started thinking, okay, what's he been in? And, like, obviously... He looks good in a uniform. He looks good in a suit. And I just thought, yeah, I can see him totally being Viper. For me, J.K. Simmons has just perfected this part. Like, yeah, Whiplash. J. Jonah Jameson. Yeah, Spider-Man, Whiplash. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. great. I mean, he's got. Oh, he's whiplash. good at that. He's playing the drill Look, sergeant in Whiplash. I love everybody on that board, so I think we're going to have to uh, go to his answers. Let's do this. I, I, I honestly can't make a decision. Again, I'm having another one of those moments here because I thought I can't. Decide. I thought you'd double up on mine. I thought we'd have a double trouble because Josh Brolin to me. I mean, Josh Brolin is like the old Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> He's what Ryan Reynolds is now doing. What Josh Brolin used to do. Do you know what I mean? Okay, let's do this. Round the room, we are going to now say, and you're not allowed to vote for your own. Who we're picking? Leo, Denzel Washington, Roger, Josh Brolin on the strength of the arguments that have been put forward. I've gone for Denzel Washington. I've gone for Guy Pearce. Oh! Hey, I thought it was going to be a two-all. Um, Denzel Washington's got it. I, is there anybody disappointed with that? I Not at all. I love him. Oh, I think he fits it perfectly. They all do. I still can't make a decision. I feel sad for the other three. Fantasy Reboot Podcast. All right. Great first character. And now, well, the emotional one. We're going to move on to character number two. Is Maverick's best friend and radar intercept officer. That means he sat in the back. He also has a killer tash. Short and sweet. Short and sweet. I'm sure there were more to this than that. I didn't want to put any spoilers in. Goosey's more than a moustache. <laughs> Played by Anthony Edwards, who went on to be in ER, and in ER he's an amazing character. Uh, yeah. I only realised that it. That's the same person. Well, he's unrecognisable. Even when people said, oh, you know, Gooks is in ER, I didn't believe it. Well, what about this? I did the opposite because I was a massive ER fan, never missed an episode, and then realised he was in Top Gun, went back and I'm like, oh, my God. Anthony Edwards is so good in this film. Brilliant. So lovable. So we're going to go round the room and we're going to say who we've picked to play Goose. Roger. This has changed so many times, and it even changed on the drive over here. I had to edit my notes. Jonah Hill. Skinny or fat? It's definitely skinny. You would not get in the plane. <laughs> I, I wouldn't be able to get one in planes. No, Jonah Hill now. Jonah Hill's No, skinny. no, he yeah. would, yeah. I've gone for Michael B. Jordan. 
That's interesting. Okay, I have gone for Andrew Garfield. Uh, I'm picking Blake Harrison off the in-betweeners. The lanky one who does the dance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> who's a bit goofy. Not a bad show. Okay, a fair old mix there, would you say? Absolutely. Yeah, this is to play Goose. He's obviously... Uh, are they pilots? Can they fly planes or what? I think they go through a certain... Up to a certain level and then they... they it's like doctors. You switch disciplines towards the end of your training. Fantasy. Reboot. Fact check. Radar intercept officers are not pilots. However, they do go through the same early training and have to meet the same requirements as student flight officers or trainee pilots. They then specialize in the use of airborne weapons and sensor systems. End of fact check. I went with Jonah Hill because he has to be the yin to Maverick's yang. He has to swing the opposite way from what Maverick's doing almost every decision and man I struggled with Goose because as I've said he's one of my favourite characters ever you're and, a lot like Goose right I mean he is and he looks a bit like him it's the moustache and you like him you take no chances no one's say boring because you're not boring no, 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 but no. you take no chances you're quite a safe guy it's like you've I'll lived your life by the Tower of Goose in the back seat I'll take that but playing yeah. an essential role for those decisions. Yeah. I, I don't Important. mind that. I don't mind that, yeah. Do you um, think? Lovable. Yeah, and, and <laughs> the character um, that Anthony Edwards created is this, he's got like an external monologue. Mm. He's constantly questioning the decision that's been made and he's kind of a naysayer. In his best roles, Jonah Hill, for me, is playing the supporting role, the best buddy the put-upon person, the guy who mm. sort of deals with all the consequences, you know, getting to the Greek, all those things, you know, even um, Wolf of Wall, Wolf Street. Wall Street, exactly. He's and coming it, around because it's hard not to think of him. He's the big lad in Superbad. He's the big That's lad. That's his most Superbad. iconic role, but he has come on leaps and bounds. Not oh that Superbad's a bad film. Yeah. And, and lost a lot of weight. Yeah. He's a director now. He's, he's a director now. Directed see, some great films. Exactly directed that. I can't movies. not think of Jonah Hill as being this comedy actor. Oh, no, I can now. Yeah, I, you, I, I see him as a professional look, actor You've got to look past that, yeah. And Goose has got funny bits, but he's... Oh, man, it's a tough part to play. It's I, not. Yeah, he's not really comedy, Goose. It's not comedy. No, no, he doesn't, no, no. He's no. not a gagsmith. Nope. And Jonah Hill is a gagsmith. Can do that. Yeah. Can do that. Um, and essentially, as well... There's the physical attributes of all these pilots, Iceman, Maverick, Viper is a former pilot. Goose and all the, uh, it maybe except Slider, but you're not meant to like Slider. Goose ha can't have the physical attributes. When they play beach volleyball in the sand, oiled up, mm -hmm. playing with the boys, he doesn't take his shirt off. He's not there for his physical attributes of a pilot, which is why I struggle with Michael B. Jordan, if I'm honest. Um, right, um, I agree. and why I think John Hill could do it now. So he's, Michael now he's B. Jordan has played big. He's been Creed, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when you look at his face, and the big thing about Anthony Edwards, and the big thing in ER, because in ER, he was playing Goose to George Clooney's Maverick. George Clooney is Maverick in ER. He's the rogue doctor. I've never Ross. watched it, but I can but imagine that's who that. he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And look at George Clooney. George Clooney is the Tom Cruise of the hospital. Yes, and Anthony Edwards is his conscience, he's struggling with it and things like that. Michael B. Jordan, for me, has got that face. And I'm holding a picture of him now. When you see pictures of him, he's got that expression of he's happy, but there's a sadness in the eyes. He's Maverick, he's not Goose. When you when you see him... Is that because Black, you put him as Maverick? Black Panther. 
Huh? Have, you, have you put him as Maverick? He was my second choice Maverick, okay, yeah. Okay, okay. All right, but, well, let's not get into that now. No, but, but I, I, I totally see Michael. When, you, when you hear who my Maverick is, my thought process is exactly what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, Your Maverick yeah. has got to be the balls out, edge of your seat, he's going for it, and what you need in the back... And is the is the conscience. Although I've seen this guy in films where he's playing the leading man, he's just got that nice look about his face where, mm. and he fits with the guy I've put in the in the driver's seat in the front seat. Yeah, so you'll cool. have to wait cool. and see. But, but I think Michael B. Jordan is too good looking. All right. And I did say that Anthony Edwards looks like Rog, and I think Rog is a dick. I think Andrew Garfield <laughs> is is too leading man. He's Spider Man. He's he's, he's but no. he's being, but he. In the one where he's in the army where he saves everybody's life, what's H- that Hacksaw called? Hacksaw Ridge. Ridge. Yeah. He's the leading man in that film, but he's actually, I don't want to say he's wimpy, but yeah. you know, he's like, yeah, he's suppose. an understated leading man. So I do, I can see. That's why I picked him because I think he, he. I love him. I think Goose I, no, does I, need I to be a leading man. But I, I think he, yeah. And I think that, that is exactly that, that he's, Andrew Garfield's got something about him that's sympathetic. He's cuddly. He, he he's lovable. He is. He's everything totally. that Goose he, is, and he, that's he's handsome, but he's not. Yeah, gorgeous. he's not. Yeah, yeah. he's not going to still, you know. And and it's again, just not my type, by the way. Some people might think. <laughs> no, but I think I think yeah, I think I did think that with Michael B. Jordan. And again, I I've got to say when when you put him with my guy, yeah. he's the same. He's good looking, but he's got a he's nice, good looking rather than. <clears throat> Good luck. Oh, for, and for me, <clears throat> Jonah Hill, he's not modern Jonah, old Jonah Hill's like hug, hug, yeah, yeah. you're lovable, but not modern Jonah Hill. He looks. He's a bit freaky, modern Jonah. Yeah, I don't. I mean, Anthony Edwards is a bit freaky. He's not. He is. I said he looks like you. And yeah, f- yeah. He's that... a bit of a goofball, actually, isn't he? He's a bit of a goofball. Yeah, and you've got to be. I all think. the B pilots, all the backseats in the original Top Gun are all goofballs. They are, yeah, yeah. Slidey, you stink. Yeah. <laughs> Right, we're not said about Blake Harrison at yeah, all. Yeah, yeah, go on. I, I feel like I've not seen him in anything other than in between us, so I'll be interested. Well, we in have. Here. Right. We saw him in the, what did we see? A very English scandal. Yeah, so Hugh Grant's the lead. Okay. And Ben Wishaw. So it's about the homosexual affair between a politician. It's a true story. Right. And then Blake Harrison is almost like a, he's, he's playing like a, a beater-upper. He's supposed to go and yeah, beat yeah. this guy up. Oh, right. And it's nineteen late nineteen sixties, early seventies, so it's got that Sweeney vibe about it, right? And he's nothing like the okay, idiots yeah. from the in betweeners. And he's been in a couple of other things, right? Yeah, yeah. He, he was in the Dad's Army film, but I've not seen yeah, that. Brush yeah. over that. Yeah, not <laughs> not going to win by bringing that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So for me, I'd want some, him to do something in between that because he in in betweeners, you love him. Mm. He's, yeah. he, he's definitely like the most lovable character. Uh, and he obviously gooses a little bit hard. I'm going to say he's not a good enough actor. And I love him. Oh, I love good. him. We loved him in that thing. And it's, you can clearly see he's got range. I don't mm. know if he has. I, I, I love him. Look, and you've got to admit, it's a left field. Yeah, no, no, really I, that's is, what I mean. Yeah, yeah. But, that's, but that doesn't make it a bad thing. No, no, no. I'm not saying, I, I just, if you put him, see, I think you look at Andrew Garfield and you look at... Um, oh, yeah, like, no, I, I agree. I they're, they're, all, they're all more accomplished actors. No, but yeah. And I think... If you look at them as why we've both picked those those people, I think they're both kind of a similar looking, geeky, lovable. But if you're going to go strength on acting, Andrew Garfield is a better actor than Blake. That would be my argument there. And would he would he fit in the plane? Very big. 
tall. Very yeah. tall. He'd have and his feet out of bottom like the Antil mob. You, you couldn't have him. You couldn't have him next to Tiny Tom Cruise. No. 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 If you've picked a short actor, you're digging the ditches again. <laughs> Nobody wants to be digging the ditches on the fancy Honestly, reboot. Honestly, for me, out of all of them, he's the most lovable. Um, he's very lovable in between. Is that's the only thing I've seen him in? I'm going to be honest. I've got that feeling about all of them. Like they, they, they're all guys who I kind of feel like I like. Yeah. And I liked Goose. Let's go round again. We've got Jonah Hill from Roger, Michael B. Jordan from me. Laura went with Andrew Garfield. Leo went with Blake Harrison. Let's have a vote, guys. I've picked Andrew Garfield. I've picked Blake Harrison. I've picked Michael B. Jordan. I've picked Andrew Garfield. Andrew Garfield wins. It's everybody's favourite you know cat. What? I was Andrew so Garfield. close to picking Blake Harrison, though. So Pick- I was. And I'll so tell you why, I. because I think if I was a casting director, I would love somebody to bring somebody that different mm-hmm. into it. But I don't think... For me, the outsider was Jonah Hill, Them too. if I'm honest. But I think the other three I really loved... I I struggled so much with uh, John, uh, with picking his character because I like him so much. Mm. There wasn't somebody Again, that I thought could do it. We're doing iconic films and we're doing ple- people who played very iconic parts. Yeah, yeah, so that's what makes yeah. it tricky. Uh, but Andrew Garfield is in the movie. He's Goose. Fancy Reboot Podcast. And we're going to move on to pretty much the only woman in the original film... Charlie is Maverick's love interest in Top Gun, as well as being a civilian instructor at the Academy. She has no tash. <laughs> when she recorded that, I don't know if she Googled recent pictures of Kelly McGillis. I don't know if she... I don't think she's got a tash now. But thanks to Betsy Pearl there. We're talking about Charlie. She is a civilian who works on the base and the love interest and we had a really lengthy discussion so we'll not go over it but you know it was a very male heavy film and the the love interest to well you said the love scene wasn't even going to be in it they, they literally yeah. she warned it in i think so we're going to go around the room and say our actors and it's me to go first here and i'm going to say an actress who we have had before but i've not picked her amanda seafried laura i have gone for claire danes leo tessa thompson Roger. Marina Baccarin. This is the part where we all Google the actresses, some of whom we're hearing for the first time. I suggest you do the same. (laughs) Get your phones out. You're about to hear the tapping of phone screens. So we've all had a bit of a look at the pictures, guys. Uh, Some of these actresses, of course, very well known. Claire Danes, uh, Amanda Seyfried. Got a mention, was it last week? She's Greece. Greece. She got a mention. Did she win? Yeah, she won Sandy. Okay. And... um, the other two, Tessa Thompson was in The New Men in Black yep. with uh, one of the Hemsworths. And Marina Baccarin, you'll know from Deadpool if you've seen it. She was the uh, girlfriend in Deadpool and she was the wife in Homeland. Yep, and you've yep. Also seen totally her known. She's, now. Yeah. she's very good. Yeah. Um, I want to start by saying, if this film is being remade in 2020, Charlie is going to be a much more important part. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They've got to make the film more female friendly. Totally agree. You know... Yes, women are going to go and see a film as they did in the 80s with great leading men in with the shirts off playing volleyball. Yeah. But what about a topless volleyball scene with the women? Let's level the <laughs> playing field, guys. That's what, that's, what, that's what the crowd wants. No, but seriously, it can't be a role. You know, there's podcasts on this thing. There's there's yeah. People are doing dissertations on this sort of thing. Of You can't just shoehorn a female role in just so you've got one. It's got to have some substance. So it's got to be somebody who can carry that. Uh, 
And that's why I went for Amanda Seyfried. We've discussed on this podcast previously what a great actress she is. Uh, she's done. I've, she was in Les Mis. She was fantastic in Les Mis. I've got her down in Mean Girls, which seems like a long time ago now. Oh, yeah. She's but she was in that. that yeah. We watched her in You Should Have Left, which is a real stinker of a horror film with Kevin Bacon in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but she plays the wife in it and is quite mature. She's got a kid in it. And she's playing a wife role in it. So you get to see her playing a little bit older than you've perhaps seen her in before. thought she was good in that. And, of course, Mamma Mia, there's times when she's carrying a film that's got Meryl Streep in. So we can't say that she's not a great actress. And uh, when she's got her blonde hair curled, got a bit of the look. But for the (laughs) reasons we picked her for Sandy, that she's this girl next door, are the reasons I don't think she suits somebody to be in charge of a load of men. That's key for this, isn't it? She's yeah. too, she's too she nice. She has to be she's... able to shut down the toxic masculinity. There's that scene where she basically dresses down Maverick for the outrageous manoeuvre that he made. Yep, and yep, really, yep, yep, yep. upsets him. Yeah, maybe I can't, maybe out of the four of them, I can't see Amanda Seyfried doing that as well as the other th- three. I mean, look, you're talking about a different generation of actors. Claire Danes has been a, and I was thinking about that as well. She, so Amanda Seyfried is late 20s. I feel I, like Claire Danes is the wrong age because that's what I find a little bit weird that she's like way older than Tom. It seems like she's way older in the film than Tom Cruise. It's is that not why she fits though? It certainly yeah. feels like that. I, no, I, I mean, you're like dismissing to, 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 to be honest, I, if, if we were re- remaking it today, I'd have them closer. So Amanda Seyfried could fit for you. She still looks quite young to me, while Claire Danes look, seems old. I think Claire Danes fits for that reason, for that she has to seem a bit older than Maverick and Goose. A little she's, bit older, but she, not double. Yeah, his but Claire age. Danes doesn't look old, and I think to me she I does. think I think because she's been around so long that you're maybe thinking she's she's old. No, but no, it, she looks old to me. She looks like fifty, forty. I should probably not, but I don't know how old she is. That's interesting. The character she plays in Homeland... Kind of fits the character yeah, she would play totally. in No, no, she, and, she's, yeah. I'm and, sure she fits the part. I mean, Claire Danes is one of my favourite actresses, um, but she has played the romantic in Romeo and Juliet in Broke Down Palace. The emotions that you get out of her are unbelievable. So I think you guys need to sell yours uh, on the strength of knowing who these actresses right, are. Okay. So uh, Leo, Tessa Thompson... How would she be better than the bigger names? Right. So in Creed, she's playing the love interest to Michael B. Jordan. So uh, they could be back together in this film. Yep. Had you picked better. <laughs> uh, so she can play love interest, but for what, for what sold it to me is in uh, Thor and Men in Black, she, she is her own person. She's not just the love interest. She's like a strong individual. Like she is leading woman and she's got, power to her like she's got oomph and, and, and she's quite muscly as well Thor is flirting with her in the same way that Maverick flirts with Charlie yeah uh, that's a good point and she she's yeah she's it feels like bigger than Chris Hemsworth in the yeah. sense that she's like how old is she? she seems quite young to me 30 that's the only thing going against 20. her I think she seems more like uh, Amanda Seyfried's I think she seems young Seyfried's been around a good while now I, I think Seyfried's just got a young face yeah you're right mm. I mean Mean Girls she would have been playing young in, in Tessa Mean Thompson Girls Tessa Thompson's 37 and that was quite he's what 15, 37 maybe. she's 37 the girl out of the Men in Black she films looked, 37 I, I, I thought she was 20 something goodness me so that would make her older than um, 
the original actress uh, Kelly McGillis. Kelly McGillis. See, yeah, that's that's why goodness Amanda Seyfried can pass in age to me because she still looks young, but while Claire Danes looks like an old woman. Like I, I honestly thought Tessa Thompson was twenty thirty. Yeah, but, but that's what I think about Kelly McGillis in this film. I think Kelly McGillis looks like she is an older woman. She doesn't, and that's no, what. No, no. And I and I when I watched Top Gun as a kid, and I didn't know about the way of the woman. <laughs> that sounds horrific. And you think you do now? <laughs> I can tell how old they are a bit better now. No, <laughs> you, you're old. You do. Thank you. <laughs> you no, think but, Charlie's way older than yeah. Maverick. I can yeah. remember thinking yeah. that she looked like, and she doesn't, And I've because you've put Kelly McGillis down a little bit in that film, and I thought she was good looking. Yeah. I, did, I just did. And uh, we had this, we were Googling her, weren't we, the other day when we were talking about Top Gun, and I, you were saying you don't think I she's think got she's more. Average, and I think, yeah. I think she's above average. But I did think... She looked like a mum. That was that was your reference when you were a kid. Yeah. yeah. Does she look like a mum? Yeah. Yeah. And Tom Cruise didn't. Well, um, for me, that feels a bit stereotypical. Having this like, if if you were going to cast like an older woman falling for this young, attractive guy, I'd rather them just be the same age or or close to it. Look, at Amanda Seyfried's thirty-four. Yeah. By the way, so I think we're in the ballpark with age. I think we have to. Yeah. yeah. Yours, Leo, surprised me because she looks a lot younger. I would have said she was mid twenties, but, but when you're looking at ages now. Go to above mid thirties. Marina Baccarin's in her forties, but looks younger. But looks young. Yeah, yeah. And she plays so in Homeland she's she's the wife at home when all that craziness is going on. Yep. Um so she's she's playing a woman with reserve and a woman with character. And same in Deadpool, she she deals with a lot of like banter and it 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 gets called banter to excuse what is toxic masculinity really mm. in Top Gun and I, that's what I was looking for in a character that could that had dealt with that per, um, previously. But, it, but it's interesting you just said she looks young. Claire Danes is playing and looks younger than her Marina Baccarin in in Homeland. Claire Danes is forty one. Yeah, I know. So how you old know what? Now is. looking at the ages because I would have said Claire Danes was. But, but in Homeland, in Homeland, too, in Homeland, his wife seems older than Claire yeah, Danes. No, she does. She does. Claire Danes does look like she should. She shouldn't be around like young men. Like it, that. That, that brings, <laughs> Not the, he doesn't mean the real it, it Claire brings, Danes. It brings a weird dynamic to it. I don't think she does look old. And when you look no, no, at no, no, her no, no, compared no, no, no. to Kelly McGillis, I actually don't think they look that different. And I think she looks like a mum, and it brings a weird aspect to the film. And I don't. I don't think it needs to be there. I think Claire Danes has got mumsy qualities. I think because of how long, psychologically, right, yeah. this is the thing. Yeah. And I love Claire Danes. But hand on heart, I wouldn't say she's ticking the same box on a census as Tessa Thompson and Amanda Seyfried, and she actually is. There's seven years between those three actresses. But that's because these guys don't seem to have been around as long. And Marina, this part, she's intelligent. She's been to university. She's one of the smartest people on campus, right? Yeah. Who's carrying that off on that list? I we can argue this round, but... I, I don't know if anyone's got this one quite right, you know. I think this is the first time no one's got someone on there that I've gone, yeah, yeah. To me, there's two names on there that have got it. I don't know about you guys. Are you ready to make a decision? I am. Let's go. I'm going to go with Marina Baccarin. Yep. Laura. I've gone for Tessa Thompson. Leo. Amanda Seafried. Roger. I went for Tessa Thompson. Tessa Thompson's got the double, Leo. Congrats. Do you know what swung it for me was when you said about Thor? I, my other one was Claire Danes. I, and I'll tell you why. Because in Homeland, 
I've seen Marina play this part. Yeah. And she still does look young enough. And why can't a woman... How old of, is she? 44. In but, real life, she's 44. But we've seen enough films where men in the 40s are with women a lot younger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah this totally. is the kind of tie. And in this film, it was flipped in the 80s, which was did seem unusual. So why but have you picked her over Claire Danes? It was, I said there's two names up there. So what, no, but what? I was thinking, business suit, walking down that aisle and doing that bit where she turns around for the first time. And I think she could pull that off a little bit better. Even yeah. though in Homeland, Claire Danes plays that character and she does. Yeah, but also in Homeland, she plays someone with mental health problems. She's not got that part in this. She's playing a much straighter character. Yeah. But, but yeah. I've seen Claire Danes play everything and yeah. I think she's brilliant. I said there was two names up there, but Claire Danes was my first choice on that board. But I liked where Roger came from. Okay. I genuinely well, I just wondered. No, but, I but, but there was two up there. You made me feel guilty now. No, and, no, and ironically, I'm just Tessa Thompson won. Yeah, it just depends on how old your Maverick is, really. Because five. I, you won't have heard of him. He's not been born yet. <laughs> I don't think you should make it with a 40-year-old man dating... I don't know how old Tom Cruise was, but he looks 18. I think that's weird, and I think it's weird the other way around. But it happens, and it's yeah, happened yeah. far more in movies where a man of an older age has been yeah, with a younger yeah, girl. That, but, but that wouldn't and fly in life. To, it wouldn't yeah. fly today. What? Yeah, but why? I think there's plenty of people that are going out with people that are 20 years older than them. I don't think there's... A... Yeah, but not when you're Tom Cruise age in, in that film. That'd be like me going... Out with uh, one of my teachers, uh, early twenties to oh, no. one of my one of my older. Te- yeah, it would, but it happens. I mean, yeah, no, I'm not doubting that it happens. It's just it, it's a different. You read about it in the Daily Mirror. <laughs> Again, for the eighties, it seemed like a really progressive thing to have an older woman with a oh, younger guy. Definitely, and that inspired like spoof adverts that had, that had cultural significance. And we because there was a, there was a was you, it a you mentioned Cougar. Last week when we were doing Greece, you said cougar about one of the actresses, and that's a phrase that it's only just really these last couple of years become a thing. Yeah. But that is maybe how you'd have described Kelly McGillis to Tom Cruise back then. I don't know what the yeah. I don't know what the age brackets are on cougars. I don't know what a cougar no. is. No. Is a cougar like a milf? That, that, yeah. that, that's just so, as I understand from, it from the perspective of someone my age, though. And that's a funny thing at your age, because remember, we've had conversations about one year difference at your age can be frowned upon by your friends. I would go out with a 20-year-old now and I said, Don't put, don't put this in. We've got an Iceman. So now we move on. Well, I thought it was the best locking in the entire film. We move on to our penultimate character. Iceman is a rival pilot to Maverick. He is the best of the best. And he thinks Maverick is dangerous. Surprisingly, he has no tash. They missed a trick. <laughs> he hasn't got a tash. He's not got a tash. Although, Val Kilmer, to me, he has been in some great films over the years. Yeah. But I never think he gets the praise he deserves because I think he was an absolute... He looks so good in this film. Yeah. You know, and I almost yeah. think he stole the scenes with Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise, and when we watched it back the other day, I don't know if you felt this, Leo, because you were new to it. Tom Cruise just seemed like a little brat. Yep. And then you've got this guy mm-hmm. who is the best pilot, who follows the rules, yep. who doesn't, you know. Has a strong jaw. <sighs> and at the end. And he does a bit of horsey, doesn't he? Do you know when he comes up to him? <laughs> he does. Maverick, he does. you're dangerous. Yeah, <laughs> that's that bit face. at the end when he says, 
you're still dangerous, but and then gives yeah. him a hug. Yeah, I and actually they paused the camera, but that's when they kissed. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I actually fell in love with Valkyrie. So mm. not you know, I thought, oh yeah, I actually quite like you now. I don't yeah. know. I think somebody sold him to me as the bad guy, but he's he's really not. He's he's just he follows just, the rules. He's, he's just good. He, he's just a guy in the workplace who who like calls Tom Cruise a few names. I I thought he was going to be like the one of the Russians that he has to fight or something. But, <laughs> And you're right. And in the scheme of things, and in today's world, Tom Cruise wouldn't be in that academy. No. Because he's an idiot. And, Ma- too, and probably too small. He's a maverick. <laughs> yeah. Not just... He's a, he's a maverick helmet. <laughs> <laughs> but, and he's too small, yeah. probably. Yeah, he wouldn't be able to see a height, yeah, be a height yeah, thing. Yeah, there probably is, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, it, and what's really nice about it, spoiler alerts, can do it because it's that long ago, is that in the end, he doesn't win the Top Gun trophy thing. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Iceman still gets it. And fair play because Iceman deserved it. Yeah. You weren't crashing planes. You weren't like not listening to the boss. (laughs) Can you imagine going to work and never listening to your boss? (laughs) He'd be out in two days. So we're talking about, this was Val Kilmer. I don't know if he was one of his better. He was great as Jim Morrison in The Doors in the Oliver Stone film. He looked fantastic in that as well. Batman. Yeah, no, oh, he's not yeah. bad as a Batman, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. He's, this is what he's a leading man who never, yeah. you know, he's, he's had a really bad run of it, hasn't he? So, we're going to go around the room for Iceman, and it is Laura to start. Okay, I'm kicking off with Chris Hemsworth. Ooh. I'm going to say Chris Hemsworth. I'm going to say. We've mentioned in between this before. I'm going Theo James, who you might know from the Divergent films. Right. I'm going to say Chris Hemsworth. Oh! 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 <laughs> he was on my list as well. Ah. Oh. Right. I thought, you know, there's some of these that I think I'd, I'm never going to have to fight this. I don't want to bring it up, but Michael Shannon, I didn't think I'd have to fight. <laughs> and I ended up walking away hammered. But Chris Hemsworth, I thought... I might have to fight this one, and he's so perfect for it. Born to play the role. Yeah. Gorgeous, blonde hair, does serious. Everybody loves the Hemsworths. I don't yeah. know anybody who doesn't love the Hemsworths. Mm-hmm. He's bang on. Well, I had... Roger, you've let me down by not saying I him. don't know why I changed it. I'll I, I tell you why, because in, um, in the Inbetweeners movie, uh, Theo James is oh, the bully, yeah. um, who ends up getting a, a little bit of... Um, uh, excrement on his face. Poopy. Yeah. Poopy face. So he gets a, a, a kind of a different redemption in the Inbetweeners movie. And I just thought it's time for him to play a different kind of bully. Because he is playing a bully there, a good looking bully. But um, I just thought, and he's good in Divergent as well. Not not a great film, but he's he's quite good. He's He's got the presence to do it, but the, he, Chris Hemsworth could definitely He looks like one of the lesser Hemsworths. Well, that's he? a good he's got point. a bit of a look about that's it. That's a good yeah. point because I even thought, could any of the other Hemsworths play it? But mm. no, it's got to be Chris. I didn't realise how many Hemsworths there were, by the way, when I was googling <laughs> this. Yeah, well, I, I looked. I looked at the busy. others to check. I've got the right one, but yeah, I think he was. Yeah, the... Chris Hemsworth is the right. No, no, no. I, I knew in the end I got the right one, but yeah, I went through them all. Liam is a bit of a wet towel. Oh, yeah, by comparison, yeah. I don't think he's Ice Man, is he? I had written down Chris Hemsworth. Is a solid lump of sexy beefcake. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's you know when the internet entry you copied you didn't write that down you copied that out of Wikipedia. <laughs> sexy Shakespeare. <laughs> you know when the computer tries to put that red line under and says that you've written something wrong. Yeah. Nothing. He knew I were right. Fancy reboot podcast. I wish I'd said it, then we would have got a oh. full monty. Nice to have a triple though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. 
Uh, so we're going to move on. I was going to say to the big man, but he's not the big man. He's the main character, but he's, of course, <laughs> Tiny Tom Cruise as Maverick. Let's do this. Maverick is a trouble pilot without a moustache. His dad was a pilot who died in the line of duty. Maverick is constantly battling his demons, as well as other aeroplanes. He likes singing unsolicited karaoke to strangers. Tiny Tom Cruise. Leo, even though I think you're not a big fan of Top Gun, the original, after watching it, well, kind of is his role. Yeah. He's, he's like Tom Hanks. It's difficult to replace him. Mm. Tom Hanks was actually considered. There was a few. Can't yeah, we, did, we didn't mention the also runs in the facts, did we? But loads of people were. Yeah. Yeah. Matthew Modine, Sean Penn, Patrick Swayze, Rob Lowe, Emilio Estevez. There's a few Cage, in there that yeah. I can see doing it. Rob Lowe, maybe. Tom Estevez would have been not. good. Tom Hanks. I mean, the only way that could have been a good film with Tom Hanks is if he'd have crashed and done the Wilson thing on the island. You <laughs> know, if they'd have put the two together. Michael J. Fox, another previous we've had, but yeah, I couldn't... Charlie Sheen was considered for it, but he yes. was considered too young. And then, fascinatingly... Hot shots for four, four years later. <laughs> Has anybody checked in on Charlie Sheen? Aww. I know, but I loved him. I loved him in Ferris Bueller. We only in it for about two minutes. So, we're going to go around the room... And as is our beginning, so is our end. We begin with Leo. Everyone's probably got a better choice than me here, but uh, Zac Efron. Roger. Michael B. Jordan. I have gone for John David Washington. Laura. Zac Efron. Double trouble. Oh, oh, you know what? So I've got to say I'm disappointed. I don't know if you are hearing the names now. Michael B. Jordan was my second choice. John David was Washington was my second. Oh, right. So I made a comment earlier, and I don't know if it's going to make it into the cut. But I said, "What kind of film are we making?" And I thought there is an angle with the Black Lives Matter movement of having Michael B. Jordan in the back of the plane and John David Washington in the front, of having another storyline there. That would be good, actually. Because you had in the original one. Let's face it. They're all just little posh boys arguing over who flies the planes the best. Yeah. Where's the subplot? Yeah. Whereas in well, this film, you've got two lads who might not have come from the same upbringing, who have made it into this elite academy, and it's America, so it's full of these posh little white boys whose dads were in the same regiments or whatever they're called, who've, who were a shoo-in to Top Gun, and two guys who perhaps made it through a more difficult path. Mm-hmm. That's the storyline for me. I don't even care about the romance storyline. It's about no, no, no. the flying. It's about succeeding. And then when we pick Denzel Washington, because Tom Skerritt is Tom Cruise's father figure yeah. in this film. Yeah. So having Denzel Washington going in to comfort John David Washington after Michael B. Jordan dies I, is a great scene. I it's an Oscar-winning scene. That, no, it is. But I think Michael B. Jordan is way more... Maverick yeah. than John David Washington. And, that's and, and I think John David Washington's a really good goose, actually. After Tenet. Uh, yeah, and even after, after Tenet. Tenet. Even after Tenet. Even the fight after Tenet, scenes. Even after Tenet. Because you have Black Panther and Creed, mm. he's playing a outcast Maverick with daddy issues and he is fighting for his life, which Maverick is. Although you're right, they're all spoiled boys. So the plot you're talking about is, is better now. And uh, Michael B. Jordan fits. I, I literally didn't have hardly anything between Zac Efron and um, Michael B. Jordan. I, I had them both there and it was... I would have picked Chadwick Boseman. 
Oh, would have picked him as well. Suggestion. Definitely would have picked yeah. him. Yeah. <sighs> John David Washington was my second choice because he he's very quippy in uh, Tenet. He, he's mm, that's goose, but he's hard as well. That's goose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's but goose. for me. It, he the wasn't quippy. like fresh faced enough. The snappy banter. That's goose. I I, 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 get, I get the angle you take. And when Denzel Washington got picked, I thought, do you know what? And I loved Josh Brolin for Viper. But when we picked Denzel Washington, I like... All the jigsaw pieces fell into place. There's names that have come up and I, I was just like, oh my God, I would love this film. Yeah, yeah, It's yeah, a different totally. film to Top Gun. It's got the same... It justifies a reboot Yeah, if you change that. I'm heartbroken. Yep. The thing about Zac Efron is, I don't know how many times in the weeks that we've been doing this, he is so good... Oh, I'm glad you think he's good. No, no, I do think he's good. I think he gets... Mm -hmm. He does comedy, he sings, he dances, he's a beefcake. And in the serial killer film... Very good. He was yep. brilliant. Can Zac Efron play Iceman in this film we're talking about now? Uh, no. I don't... He's, I don't he's know if unlikable he's big... in Neighbours. Yeah. I, 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 that, in, in Bad Neighbours. Yeah, yeah that, that's what sold it to me, because he's, he's, <laughs> he's playing like a joke version of like a Tom Cruise type. Like like exactly. a, frat, exactly. a frat boy. and Because I'm rebooting this for 2020, I don't think the lead would... We've all said it. Tom Cruise is horrible in that film. Yeah, He's not yeah. likeable. No. I mean, you, you look back now, I love him as Tom Cruise. I love Tom Cruise. But I ended up not being sympathetic towards... I was more sympathetic towards Val Kilmer, Iceman, in that film than I was to Tom Cruise. And for a 2020 reboot... No one is making that film with Tom Cruise as he is. And I, I hope when they do Top Gun Maverick that his character is not... Yeah. I mean, if he's working there, he can't be the same... No. No. You know. Yeah, it'll be it'll be a waste if if it's, if it's it just follows that same. Okay, I'm a bit sad. And I love... I, love I am Zach as well. I, I've, I've loved this episode as, uh, yeah. of, of our Fantasy Reboot podcast, but I'm slightly disappointed by the Maverick. I, uh, well, we've I got to go to with give, the double trouble. I we wanted have to give Zac Efron a chance, and that's why, literally, I just when it came down to the Michael B. Jordan and the Zac Efron. Oh yeah, I, I thought people don't take him seriously, and I thought I think they do these days. The shadow that was cast by High School, High School Musical, Musical. He's, he's, he's come out of that shadow. He's and shaking he's, that off. He's doing completely. serious roles. It's he's doing his documentaries on Netflix. Yeah, he's become. The Matt, you know, we're not now saying, I don't know, he's, he's called Troy in the thing. Yeah. yeah, We're not saying, oh, look, it's Troy off a thingy anymore. He's Zac Efron. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I th yeah, I think he went from being the Justin Bieber type in High School Musical, then he went through a phase of being the big butch guy in, like, The, the Bad Neighbour, mm. and, and he did Baywatch, and he was just, like, that guy. Yeah, he seemed to do some He, he was a bit like Channing Tatum, you know. Yeah, I'll playing a bit of a Dumbo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'll yeah. tell you who he is to me for our generation. He is this generation's Rob Lowe. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Got, Rob Lowe was absolutely gorgeous, was a leading man for donkey's years, but not a leading man in a film like this, well, I he thought. Was he was considered for Maverick. Yeah, he was, yeah. Mm. But, you know, it is important to have a heartthrob for this role. And Zac Efron appeals to women of my age, over 40, and it appeals to, he still appeals to teenagers. Oh, yeah. So I think having a heartthrob, you know. I I'm think just gutted that my film's not going to get, I loved my film. <laughs> Yeah, I really love me. I love those two guys. Oh, yeah, I didn't even consider that John David Washington is Denzel Washington's son. Yeah, that's what I mean. Do you know who he is, Laura? No, I don't actually. You know, Black Klansman. Yeah, he's the yeah. guy. He's the black one in Black Klansman. I genuinely think he's more goose. He's uh... well. In, do you know what? 
Yeah, we, I think he's brilliant. The three of us, Laura's not seen it yet, she wouldn't come and see it, but the three of us went to see Tenet together. Yeah. And he's one of these guys to me, now he's fixed in my head as Denzel's son and a leading man. When I went into Tenet, I was unsure, but I was also on the fence with Robert Pattinson. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah, yeah. And then I watched that film and the yeah. three of us came out of that film, minds blown. Yeah. And I'd seen two guys who are going to be amazing. Yeah. And and think Julian Lennon, John Lennon. <laughs> when your dad is... Oh, that's, it's, Denzel Washington it's choose to film. is... Yeah, yeah. He's the guy. Yeah. The coolest actor, great leading man, mental good career. Yeah. How do you be his son? I think that... About- and stop getting compared to him. Yeah. yeah. And... This guy has come along and in a couple of films has done that. I'd like you know to what see I'm doing here now. Do You've it. broke up with me, and I can't stop saying we should still be together. <laughs> you <laughs> broke up. You've left. You've all left, and I just want you back. <laughs> I'd like to see Zac Efron do an action film. He could definitely do it. And if we were doing like for like, I think Zac Efron would play it. Oh, guys, I feel like I've been through the ringer. I've got to tell you. <laughs> After last week, I it, thought the band was breaking up. I Tensions can't believe. Ran high. I can't believe we went to a Greece episode. And nobody mentioned Zac Efron, and then we get to Top Gun, I honestly, and he gets picked yeah. as Maverick. Yeah. Right. I said this ten minutes ago. I'm the casting guy. Zac Efron's in my office for every film we've done, <laughs> and I keep saying to him, Zac, hold your horses. <laughs> We're waiting. For the the right role, role will come. Yeah, wait till we get to the Christmas movies, mate. I mean, Zac Efron, he's, he yeah, might be yeah. the next Tom Cruise. But you're right. The ones we've done so far, Back to the Future, he could be Mark. Yeah, he could be one. And then uh, Jack in Titanic. Titanic could have be been. Forrest Gump, I think he could have a yeah. cracker. Yeah. Yeah, he, he is like Robert Patton's and who, who had a rocky start with like Twilight High School mm-hmm. Musical. And he's coming to his. He own. could have been Danny easily in Greece. He's he's proved that. Yeah, yeah. I, I was yeah. worried that I, I, we were yeah, I thought get everyone was double pick for Zac Efron. Yeah. Fantasy reboot podcast. I thoroughly enjoyed this episode. Me too. And we have to leave. Oh, actually, let's have a quick run through. Yeah, uh, Laura, who've we got and who picked him? For Viper, we have Denzel Washington, picked by myself. Well done. Uh, for Goose, we have Andrew Garfield, picked by myself. Well done. For Charlie, we have Tessa Thompson, picked by Leo. Well done. For Iceman, we have Chris Hemsworth, picked by Leo, Simon and myself. Well done again, Laura, you're doing great. (laughs) And for Maverick, we have Zac Efron, picked by Leo and myself. Roger, I've got to tell you. Two whitewashes in a row. That's two weeks now, Roger. Did Did you get none last week? I got none last week. Should you be on this? And I, I, I shrugged it off because I wasn't asked about Greece. I've got to tell you, last week nobody mentioned, I can't remember us mentioning that you didn't get any. You didn't get no, any you last did, week. No, we did mention it because you did didn't get any. Did I not get any? any? No, last week, last week you and Roger didn't <laughs> that score. That shows how engaged we were in I Greece. There was a lot of tension last week. This really hurts me. Yeah, I can I see think, why. I think your Jonah Hill is good. Denzel Washington, Andrew Garfield, Tessa Thompson, Chris Hemsworth, Zac Efron. It's not the film I wanted to see, but I do love them all as actors. Yeah, it's a good film. And how interesting that you got Tessa Thompson and Chris Hemsworth because they're in uh, they're in Men Thor, in Black. Yeah. and Men in Black. Yeah. Right. The big question, guys: Could this be a Muppets film? Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. It's 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 more Hot Shots than Top right. Gun, but it's definitely a Muppets. I normally argue that Kermit couldn't be leading man. Oh, no, it's Goose in this one. <laughs> no wrong. I was just going to no say way. it could be Maverick. No. Gonzo, Gonzo's Goose. No. Gonzo's, Gonzo's not Goose. Every, everybody loves Kermit. He's Goose. Right. 
Animal is Maverick. <laughs> yeah, I'm giving that. Goose is Kermit. Miss Piggy is definitely Charlie. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Go on, can you have it? Who's the yeah, bad guy in the Muppets? Who's the what? Who's the bad guy in the Muppets? The eagle's quite bad. So I think the eagle is Viper. Sam Eagle's Viper. Yeah, definitely, is that definitely. one of the, the guys? Not the old guys. He's oh, the big blue Waldorf eagle with the big... Statler. Yeah, he looks like one of them. He looks like one of them. <laughs> Who have we not got? Iceman. Ice oh, no, Iceman's the... He's uh, Sam Eagle because he's all American. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's quite sick. Yeah, yeah. So Viper, you're saying he's Waldorf and Statler. No, the yeah, other yeah, one. Yeah. No, the other guy. Jester. The other guy. Jester. Yeah, they're, they're them. What about Ralph the dog? <laughs> he's goose. He's goose. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't think Kermit's in this one. <laughs> he, he can play Wolfman. Kermit could play Wolfman. <laughs> Great Muppets film. I think it would become the parody that I see it as. I think Leo would prefer like, yeah, this I, version. I would, honestly. <laughs> You'd watch the Muppets one and you go, it's too much like the original. <laughs> <laughs> that is episode six done in the bag. Guys, thank you very much for today. I've thoroughly enjoyed it. That is Top Gun. Fantasy Reboot. You can get in touch with us, fantasyreboot at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at Fantasy Reboot. We want your voice notes on this. So if you want to be one of our uh, recorded messages at the start of the next show about Top Gun, then please do get in touch. And uh, you know what I'll do? I'll just give you my mobile number and you can WhatsApp me Send your voice number. You become friends like that. Who knows who I'll meet that way? You don't like anyone. Yeah, don't expect to reply. We'll give you Roger's number, <laughs> the goose of the podcast. <laughs> and we'll see you next time. Thanks for coming on, guys. Bye. Goodbye. You have been listening to Fantasy Reboot Podcast with Simon Smedley, Laura Smedley, Roger Pryor and Leo Kirby. Editing and production by Simon Smedley and Roger Pryor and music by Simon Smedley. Email us at fantasyreboot at gmail.com and follow us on Twitter at Fantasy Reboot for all the latest news, information on where you can get involved and regular votes so you can have your say on our choices and add your own. Have a great week, watch some films and fantasise, but not too much. You can't see this on a podcast, but I just want to commend you all on growing moustaches for this week <laughs> I still can't grow one at 48 years old but Laura yours I've is a I've got the best yeah, <laughs> yeah. <yes. laughs> yeah we didn't ask for the armpits but you threw them in so it's a bonus <laughs>